And don't give me that evil eye priest. Just shut the hell up, Jake, Forrest yelled. There's not going to be any damn killing as long as I'm here. You understand that? Jake growled and backed off. Major, despite what this juicehead here says, Forrest said, looking at Jake and then back to David, none of us came here to harm you. Then why? David asked, his face tightly drawn. You really want to know? Chip quipped. Indulge me. I've got the time. Well, we don't, Pratt said. Do any of you think that sheriff will continue to believe for very long that lame excuse we gave him? As soon as he starts to let this noon meal digest, he'll be back here for his ride, or to haul us all off to jail. I mean, look at that damn helicopter. Yeah, where'd you get that chopper? David asked, turning toward the machine. Jake stole it, Forrest answered. None of this makes any sense, Pratt said, speaking to Chip. Keaton told us to meet him here to honor the covenant. I can understand why we came here, but why him? And why the priest? What do they have to do with the covenant? Maybe Keaton wanted to kill this son of a bitch, then receive forgiveness. Jake blurted and let out a coughing laugh. Chip frowned, then turned to David. After we were captured, a lot of things happened that you know nothing about. We made a pact, a promise. It's hard to explain now, but it seemed right at the time. Anyway, we gave our word that if we got out of that situation, we'd come to each other's aid, no matter when or where. I guess we never really thought we'd make it out alive. To whom did you give your word? Perez asked, genuinely interested. To God, Chip replied without emotion. Shit! Pratt exclaimed, throwing up his hands. This isn't turning out like I thought. I've got a wife and two kids at home, and I'm leaving. Force grabbed Pratt by the shirt collar. You're not going anywhere until Keaton gets here. There was a harsh reality in Force's voice that foretold the violence should Pratt try to make for his car. Pratt backed away. We gave it until mid-morning. All of you remember that. At high noon, if Keaton isn't here, I'm leaving, understand? Perez turned to David, and David returned the look. Simultaneously, they felt an uneasy peace come over them. David gave each man of the team a serious look, perplexing as it was. There flashed through his mind the realization that, somehow, a hoax had been played on all of them. But by whom and for what? It was time to find out. David stood up. The others seemed to stiffen, so he spoke slowly, so as not to arouse a physical response from anyone. When did Keaton approach you to set up this meeting? When did he approach you? Forrest reproached. What if I told you he never came to me? If that be true, how did you come to be here? Asked Doc, seeming to take an interest in the conversation for the first time. He told me about the meeting, Perez said, standing up. Doesn't make sense. Why would he tell you about the covenant? Chip asked. He never mentioned anything about any covenant to me. I was told to make sure David joined you. Nothing else, Perez responded. And how are you supposed to do that? I was the major's therapist, Perez replied evenly as he looked at David. Oh, that's great, Pratt said with a laugh. He came to each of us at different times, Chip said evenly, ignoring Pratt's remark. He told us that we were going to be called upon to honor the covenant in some way. He gave each of us specific instructions about what we were to bring. I can only assume that something has been planned and that what we brought with us has to do with what Keaton has in mind. You know him as well as we do, Major. Yes, David thought. I do know him. I also know he's dead. What is happening here? The helicopter, he asked, turning to the machine. 
Like the man said, I stole it, Jake said proudly. Keaton told me to. And the rest of you? What were you told to bring? As each told his story, David listened intently. As he spoke, his mind searched for an explanation. Perez and I alone were told to bring nothing, he thought. Looking down at the ground, questions racing through his head faster than he could reason. Who had each of them seen? Even Perez. There had to be a logical explanation. He looked at his old Rolex. Eleven. Would this imposter appear? How could he and Perez have been so wrong with their assumptions? The team had not brought them here. As far as each of them was concerned, he was just a bad memory. But the nightmares. The dreams. What had it all been for? Had he been wrong even about them?